Welcome to Rails, Ales, and Old Towns. Today's episode is the first in what I hope will be many where I'm able to talk about a destination that I just got back from visiting. You may remember that on the very first episode of the podcast, I mentioned that I had been trying to get to Seville, Spain for years, but just had not been able to pull off a trip yet. Well, I made it. Now I'll tell you off the top that I didn't see many of the main tourist sites in the city. As my wife and I mainly just hung out by the pool and enjoyed the warm weather while trying to simply just soak in the atmosphere of the city. One thing we did do though was to take a food tour and it was a great one. We bounced around the city trying out some amazing local dishes and drinks while also meeting some really cool people. And today I'm joined by Baptiste Roger, the manager of Food Lover Tour in Andalusia to talk about what makes the food and wine scene in Seville so special and many of the other reasons why this city is such a great place to visit. Be sure to check out the episode description because I've put a link in there that will give you a little bit more information about a few of the places we talk about, including that hole-in-the-wall restaurant where I scored some tasty bites on my first night in the city. And if you'd like the occasional hit of Europe travel inspiration in between episodes, feel free to give me a follow on Instagram and Facebook at Rails Ales Old Towns. All right, let's go to Seville. What is the gap? So without further ado, let's welcome into the podcast, Baptiste Roger. Hello. Nice to talk to you. <laughs> thanks for, uh, thanks for uh, taking the time today, Baptiste, to talk about Seville and all the wonderful food and things to do there. You're welcome. It's a pleasure. Tell us a little bit about yourself, I guess, first and foremost, and how you ended up in, in, in Seville running the, uh, the tours, managing the tours. Yeah, sure. Sure. So yeah. So I, I'm 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 actually originally from France, um, and I I arrived in Seville. That was 17 years ago uh, because my wife is a local, basically. Ah. <laughs> so my my wife is a local. I met her um, right after I finished the university uh, when I was living in, in Dublin. I've been living in Dublin for one year. I met her there, and that's how uh, basically I ended up in Seville. So love <laughs> and that's how i'm still here that's why i'm still here today so so 17 here 17 years here in seville uh, uh and uh, and 10 years almost 10 years now in this in this business of, of food tools so obviously you love seville yeah seville is, is it's a great place to to live um it, it's it's funny because it, it's the type of city where uh, you've heard about it you know it's sunny you know, it's it sounds nice and an easy easy way of life, and you go there and then you never you never you never go back. <laughs> it's not always planned. You end up enjoying very much that that easy way of life uh, that Seville has, and that's that's one of the great thing about the city. What is Seville around Spain and around uh, Europe known the most for? Would you say? Yeah. Uh, so, so what makes Seville different from other cities uh, in Spain? Um, well, first of all, is the heat, <laughs> because the, the climate is. Uh, this is the this is the, the the very south of Spain. Okay, so we are uh, we have we are the south coast of Spain. So we are. Uh, it's a very hot region. Uh, especially in summer, right now it's crazy hot. Uh, but the the rest of the year, it's actually uh, it's actually pretty nice. Uh, so that's one of the characteristics. The other one is probably if we're talking about some, if we if we go a little bit more into 
the cultural side, uh, it's probably the Moorish influence. Uh, that's a big difference that we have with other cities in, in Spain. Um, here we have, we've had a big influence, a long influence of 500 years um, of, of uh, the Moorish Empire being here. And, and these guys uh, changed the entire region. Uh, they changed the entire uh, region in every single aspect in, in terms of, we're talking about architecture, agriculture, medicine, gastronomy, of course, physics, mathematics, philosophy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and so still today, you still have, as, as you're walking in the street, you can still see that very big impact, that very, very important influence they had in the local culture. You see it everywhere around you in the, the shape of the house, how gardens are built, etc., etc., And in the food as well, of course. <laughs> when we say the Moorish Empire, we're talking about people from uh, North Africa who had come over and essentially run sections of southern Spain for hundreds of years. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah, that was in the that started in the uh, in the the, the ninth century, uh, eighth ninth century, and it ended up in the thirteenth the thirteenth century. So almost five hundred years, and yeah, they were coming from the north of Africa mainly, uh, and they almost conquered the entire the entire country. Uh, but where they stayed for the longest, uh, that was in the south of Spain. Yeah, and it's um, you know as. A person visiting for the first time you definitely can tell that it feels different from other cities of spain and and would you say like because i've i've heard this about seville and then when i went there i didn't see any reason to disagree and and, I, and i'm down with this assessment of that would you say that seville is like the most quote-unquote spanish traditional city of the big cities in Spain. Yes. Yeah, that, that's another that's another characteristic. It's true that the south of Spain in general is very attached to its tradition. Um, so we're talking about the bull, the bullfights, we're talking about the feria, we're talking about the holy week. Uh, there are traditions that are hundreds of years uh, and and that are very still very central in the local culture. Uh, I don't know if you've seen, there is a big monument in Seville that is, uh, the name is Las Setas, Metropole Parasol. Uh, I don't know if you've had the chance to see that. That's a modern monument uh, that is right in the center of the city. And, and I remember when they started to build that monument, uh, I remember the face of Sevillan people <laughs> watching at this modern thing here in their very traditional city. They couldn't they, they, they didn't like it at all. Now they, 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 they've started to accept it, but it's to give you an idea of how traditional they are and how much they love their, their tradition. And, and sometimes it's a bit hard to hear, to, to get used to, uh, to new things. That set us, um, we, unfortunately, yeah, we were rushing to get to the food tour um, and we only really had a time to stop and look. Oh yeah, that's that set us thing that we've seen on the internet and on travel shows, but we didn't get a chance to walk up on it. This trip for us, we had kind of done a um, a bit of a half and half. It was half sightseeing, half just relaxing by the pool. Yeah, okay. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, so the, the, the food tour was our main touristic highlight. So speaking of the food and drink, what are those things, you know, that you've just got to try that, you know, if you had them in another part of Spain, it might be like, 
oh yeah, it's an okay version, but the things <laughs> that are born in Seville. Okay, so Seville has, it ha we have here a whole bunch of dishes that are, that are really uh, specific to this region. Um, so first of all, uh, to give you a little bit of context, uh, Seville is um, strategically placed in Andalusia because we are nearby the coast. Uh, so we have easy access to fish and seafood. Uh, so we have a lot of lots of mountains as well. Um, so we have access to um, goats, for example, and milk. And uh, we also have a big forest of uh, whole oak trees around, which give us access to probably the best pork. Uh, I would I would say. Uh, I would say probably the best pork in the in the entire world. Um, and also we have lots of, of other cities around that are uh, with their own tradition that Seville kind of uh, did appropriate, you know. <laughs> um, so talking about the big things in Seville in terms of gastronomy, uh, we have the spinach with chickpeas, for example, which is a very local dish. Uh, that is a legacy from the Mauritian bio we're talking about before. It's a fun way to uh, enjoy spinach with chickpeas, with cumin, uh, with olive oil, with garlic, with paprika. It's, it's a very, very uh, interesting dish. We have other dishes like uh, solomillo al whiskey, which is the loin of the pork uh, with a sauce of whiskey and garlic. Uh, Seville is very big with croquetas as well. Uh, we have fantastic croquetas and some of the places here in the city are very famous for their croquettes, for their croquettes. So people go only for that. You also have snails. So I don't know if you've been here in the, in the season of snails. Did you have the snails on the tour, Scott? I was just I was just about to mention that. Yes, at the um, at the very first stop, because when you mentioned the spinach and chickpeas, I was thinking to myself about how amazing the, the dish we had of spinach and chickpeas. And, you know, it's one of those things that when you hear it, it doesn't jump out at you as something that would be delicious, spinach and chickpeas, you know. Um, <laughs> but when you get the seasonings in there, and like you mentioned, the cumin, we had it at the very first stop at Taberna Perigil. And then they brought out, because it happened to be the season, they brought out a nice uh, plate full of snails. Yes. So, so yes, Seville is the biggest, <laughs> I, I hope I'm not going to scare anyone here, but Seville in the season of snails, which is from the beginning of May to the end of June, it is the biggest snail consumer in the world. It's huge. Everybody eats snails. And we here they eat the very, very, very small snails uh, with a sauce that is made with different spices, local spices. Um, and it's it's very interesting. It's very interesting, and and we like to bring that on the tour uh, because it's a nice breaker, <laughs> and you you can see lots of different reactions around that dish. And to finish and to give the the very last maybe uh, dish, uh, we cannot talk about the Sevillian gastronomy without talking about the cured ham. And the cured ham is something that you can find very easily in Seville, and it's it's. For me, it is the best example of the local gastronomy or the most amazing dish. So here pigs are 
there are Iberian pigs. It's a, it's a specific breed that is that has the perfect conditions for the cure for for the cure ham. Um, and in, if you go to the very high quality of cure ham, you will you will have pigs that are uh, fed with acorn from uh, home oak trees, and uh, and these pigs also live they also live half free range. So these pigs have a fantastic uh, quality of life, and the result uh, in the taste and in the texture is just. Uh, it's it's from another world. I'm not sure I got the the acorns, the acorn ham, but we definitely had some sensational, um, some sensational ham. Uh, most notably, I also had it on a breakfast, a restaurant, Antigua Casa Diego, um, which was a, turned into like our little neighborhood place that we went a couple times. So a little ham on toast with some olive oil, and um, you know it was wonderful. That's making that's making me hungry again. <laughs> <laughs> Circling back to the snails, you know, it, yeah. it was fascinating to see. You know, it's great when there's something that's seasonal that's in, and you can sense the excitement in mm-hmm. the city. And we were there in early June, and people had their little, you know, you could tell it was just somebody just whipped it up quickly on a their home printer, printed up this little flyer, and put in their window with just a piece of tape like. The snails are here. The snails are in. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a big thing here. It's a big thing here. People wait for it for the entire year. And you can see lots of people in the bars or on the terrace. Uh, they just go for the snail, you know? Uh, they just go for a fresh beer and their little bowl of snail. And they just eat it like if, the, if it was sunflower seeds, you know? It's something that you eat to... Uh, you know, uh, when you don't know what to do with your hands <laughs> or when you have to wait for something, just like, yeah, just like popcorns, right? Uh, yes. That's, yes. that's a little bit the attitude. For the record, I, ha- I probably had about 12 of them, 15. Um, they're kind of like, uh, they reminded me a bit of like uh, mussels or, or something like that. Um, they, they were good. They were good, especially when they're in butter and garlic. Yeah. So for those people, if it's going to be the first time for snails, don't worry we're not talking about the huge snails people have in France, for example, uh, which probably are—they are, probably aren't the easiest first contact with snails. So the, in this case, we we talk about the very small one, which is much easier if it's your first contact with snail, and you will see that it's it's very interesting. So you know, when we think about Spain and food, that one word that always comes up is tapas. You know, yeah. Um, is there a different vibe? in Seville, um, you know, in the tapas culture than other regions of Spain? Um, so, so there are several regions in Spain where, where the tapas culture is big. Um, but if you go to the very north of Spain, where the weather is not as warm as here, uh, you will probably find less people, for example, outside in the terrace, uh, right in the middle, of the, right in the street, right? Eating in the street and drinking in the street. And that's probably one one specificity of of Sabir. Um, you go to the street and it's always crowded. It's always crowded. It doesn't matter the time of the day or the night. You always have people in the street. And it, when you live in one of these neighborhoods of Seville, um, one of the interesting thing, and that's thanks to tapas, it is that um, you know all your neighbors. It's a very very social thing because. 
tapas is you can have only one tapas. You can choose. You can have one tapas or you can make your entire dinner out of it. Uh, but it's very normal for for people from Seville to go to a terrace or to go to a tapas bar three, four times a week. Uh, you know, maybe just for one fresh beer and just one or two tapas. And then later they will go home and they will have dinner with their family. Um, but yeah, three, four times a week, you're outside. Uh, you meet some people in the street. You talk to your neighbors. You talk to your friend. Thanks to that tapa philosophy and that being outside and meeting people all the time, people are very friendly. Even if not everybody speak speak English, uh, <laughs> uh, they will they will smile and they will they will do their best to help you. So that's a good thing when you when it's your first time in Spain. We definitely should talk yeah. about you know sherry. That's a big part. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not a just a little big. part of, of of culture down there. At least from yeah. what I can tell. Yeah, so so the sherry wine, uh, it's a very, very old tradition. So, and this land, Andalusia, has always been a, a land of white wine. And within that wine, white wine production, uh, the star of the region is the sherry wine. So um, some of the... Uh, outside of the of, of Spain, many people have heard of the sherry wine. It's very big in, in the UK. Uh, some people know it in the US as well. Uh, but normally people know the sweetest version of it. And, and the truth is that it offers large possibilities in terms of taste, uh, from the driest version to the sweetest version. We're talking about more than 12 different versions of it. Uh, and and with completely different taste. If you get if you go to the driest version, which would be Fino or Manzanilla, it's like a very dry white wine. And if you go to the sweetest version, uh, it's something uh, that that's yeah that's going to that that you can even use for to cook desserts and uh, sure. sweets and these kind of things. Uh, and in the middle, you have ten other different cherries. Uh, it's uh, it's a wine that was very big in the middle uh, after the discovery of America because it's a wine that was very easy uh, to take in the, in the troubles. Uh, it's a, it's a, it, it was known as the wine that troubles. So it's probably one one of the first wines to to reach the, the coast of, of America. Mm. Um, so so yeah, there is a lot of history about it. A lot of history. So yeah, basically you can't come to Seville without having some sherry as well. Yeah, sherry is a big thing. Um, I would say though, if it's your first time with sherry, um, especially the driest version of it is, a, I would say it's it's a wine of experience. Um, the first sip is going to be surprising because it's it's different from anything you've had in the past, and it's different from any other white wine. But it's a wine of experience. Uh, after the third bottle, you're going to love it. Sometimes I found that our best places were just the surprises that we had. Like um, the very first night we had, our, our flight had gotten delayed and uh -huh. we ended up not getting in until about 1030. And I was like, well, this is, this is Seville. This is Spain. We'll be able to find food. It was a Monday night. We'll be able to find food till 12 or one. That won't be a problem. So by the time we got in, um, we didn't get to the um, hotel till about 10.50. And so we ended up not even getting out till about 11.30 looking for food. 
And unfortunately, mm-hmm. a lot of places were closed on a Monday night. Uh, but we ended up stumbling into this one little place right over the bridge, the, the classic bridge into Triana, a place mm-hmm. called Akela, and um, just little white plastic chairs and, um, you know, older gentlemen as the waiters. And um, just it was real casual, but it was a great little meal, uh, just some beer and uh, some gambas, some shrimp, some um, some croquettas and some olives, just about midnight on a Monday night, just sitting outside in the warmth. That was actually been one of my highlights of the trip. Uh-huh. Not a bad way to start a week. <laughs> so besides eating and drinking, because there's lots of there's lots of other good stuff to do in Seville, of course. <laughs> what are your favorite sites? I mean, obviously the real Alcazar is world famous. Um, but what are your like if you're if you got family in town for a day, what are the things you're gonna take them to? Yeah, so um, yeah, so the the Real Alcazar is is incredible. It's incredible. It's it's one of the most beautiful monuments we have here around, and it's it's really something incredible. Uh, actually, right now it's summer. They have a uh, a bunch uh, every every single day, every single night. They organize concerts in that in that uh, in these in the gardens of the Real Alcazar. It's really amazing. It's uh, till the end of August. Um, the cathedral is also something really big here in Seville. It's the other big, big monument. If you have to, if you're coming here just for one day, these are the two monuments you have to you have to to visit. Um, uh, so that the, the cathedral of Seville, uh, it's it's one of the one of the three biggest uh, Catholic monument in the entire world. It has that big tower that we call the Giralda, which used to be the tower of the minaret because before that that cathedral you had a mosque uh, uh, right in, at that place and and so you have that mix of of uh, sacred art uh, that mix of Catholic and, and Moorish art that is very interesting and that is, that is very characteristic to the city of Seville we talked about it before um, so these are the very the two very big monuments. But then you have other things uh, like Casa de Pilatos, uh, which is a beautiful old house. Uh, you have the set Las Setas that we talked about before, uh, that you, you can take an elevator and have fantastic panoramic view from up there. Uh, and one thing I would recommend if you're doing a day, uh, if you if you're doing some um, sightseeing during the day is to visit the markets. And I'm sorry, we're getting back to food and drinks, <laughs> but but markets in Seville are, are really nice. Um, they, are, they are about four or five in the city. Um, and I would, I would definitely recommend, so the market of Triana is the biggest market. Uh, and I also recommend, I always recommend the market of the Feria Street. Uh, which is much smaller, uh, but it's a market that still has that very, very local atmosphere where you're going to see uh, the mother of the family or the grandmother uh, buying fresh products, you know, fresh vegetables, fish, uh, and meat every single day. And you're going to really get that local, that neighborhood atmosphere that is, that is, um, that is amazing. And that, yeah, that, 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 that will make you feel like you're part of the city for a while. So go to the cathedral, go to the real Alcazar, hit a market. I mean, for I mean, of course, spend way more than one day in Seville. But if you had that, <laughs> those are the things you, you you can't leave without seeing. 
it would probably be good to stay here for three days, especially if you don't want to run everywhere. <laughs> but there, there is a lot to see. There is a lot to see. There is also another thing that is less famous, um, that is also amazing if you like history, and that is the all the old Roman city of Italica. Uh, you have to take a bus for that. It's about 15 minutes by bus. Uh, it's not it's not complicated uh, to, to get there. Um, and it's uh, yeah, it's the old Roman city of Seville, and and it's it's an amazing site. It's an amazing place to visit. It has the Coliseum. Actually, part of Games of Thrones was uh, filmed there uh, in that Coliseum. Uh, and it's it's really really interesting. That's how old Seville Seville is, right? I mean, the amount of different influences that that came into that city is 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 really incredible. We started with the Phoenicians, then we had the Roman Empire. City Seville was a huge city during the Roman Empire. Then the Moors. Um, so these three uh, civilization. Uh, brought something um, very. Uh, they had their big influence here, uh, obviously, uh, and you can still see that today, which is the, the amazing thing. So, what um, if you if somebody was going to stay outside the center and they just wanted to kind of experience, you know, Seville, the quote local side? Where would you say is your favorite neighborhood to spend a few hours in or to stay? Yeah, um, that's um, that's a good question. Uh, so outside of the literal center of the city, uh, I would probably I would probably recommend people to go to Triana, which is a, the the place, the neighborhood where you stayed, which is a fantastic neighborhood. It's full of history, full of great bars, great terrace, and and great local atmosphere. Um, the neighborhood of um, of the Alameda and San Lorenzo, which is the neighborhood right next to it, also very interesting and very very beautiful, quiet, um, full of nice uh, bars, restaurants, um, lots of great places uh, to to eat and drink. Uh, the neighborhood of La Macarena is also very 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 nice, very interesting. Uh, with uh, one of the most uh, beautiful churches you can you can find in Seville, with some rests of the of the old uh, uh, Moorish fortress, uh, the the Moorish walls that would uh, that would uh, surround the entire city, uh, you can still see it there. Uh, so with very old things and also very nice uh, local atmosphere. Okay, great. Yeah, no, we were. Um you know, had heard great things about Triana and we were really thrilled that it lived up to that. Just, uh, you know, being so close, but feeling a little more, you know, quiet and um, out of the way a little bit, especially when you got away from the the bridge yeah. and the main street and you started walking a little bit back, you really got into some, um, a different pace of life. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. No, uh, yeah, yeah, I was, I was, yeah, I said I probably didn't choose the right word. Uh, probably a little bit less, a, a little bit less touristy. Uh, even though, as you said, it's it's um, still just five minutes from the city center or ten minutes at the most by walk, uh, which is another great thing about Seville. Uh, 
uh, and it is that it's it's a city that you can e it's easily walkable. Uh, you can go uh, from one side of the city to the other side in, in 30 minutes uh, by walk. So so that's that makes it very easy to visit. Yeah, one of my American people love that. <laughs> One one of my favorite memories was just walking home at night through the Triana, just, you know, down uh -huh. different little side streets and looking at the balconies and, um, you know, all the courtyards. You can kind of you can kind of see into people's courtyards, with their plants and, you know, yeah. but you just hear the radios and TVs on at night. And, you know, it, it it's really atmospheric. People are very open here. If you go to. Uh, maybe a little bit more in villages, you know, in small towns. People leave their doors open. Uh, that's still something that you see. In, it's maybe less in Seville today, but, but in the villages, in the towns around, you can still see that. Uh, you're walking in the street and, and people are, they, they, their doors are open. Uh, they don't have any problem with you watching inside the house. Uh, and once again, it's another... Uh, symptom symptom of, of uh, how social people are around here. What's the gap between the train and the platform? So you know we could we could keep talking about Seville. I mean we we've had a, a really good conversation about the food and drink and the city, but we haven't even talked about flamenco or the um, the fair, the big fair in April. And yep. wonderful things like that, which, you know, we'll probably talk about it in a future episode, but we could talk about that, the city for a while and, and not get bored. And I'll definitely be back again. That's for sure. But let's talk about Europe in general, too, because you've, you know, you've mentioned that you're from northern France. You live in Seville. Where are your favorite places to go in Europe? If you had three places that you could go on your next holiday, I could just send you anywhere. And advice for anybody else, where would it be? Mm. Um, so difficult question, obviously. <laughs> uh, so many Most places that, that <laughs> I don't know yet. So I can only talk about the places I I know. Um, I so the north. I would really recommend the north of Spain. I always recommend it to my to my to our guests uh, because it's it's uh, it's uh, it's awesome. Uh, whether you go to Galicia, to Asturias, to Cantabria, to the Basque Country, to Catalonia, uh, it's to Aragon, it's all of them. All of these regions from the north of Spain are, are just awesome, awesome. Uh, if you have the chance to do El Camino de Santiago, that's that's an amazing experience. Uh, also very very affordable. Um, it's it's uh, it's really not expensive, and it's really beautiful as a life experience. Um, and there are lots of different ways to to do it. Uh, lots of different paths you can use. Uh, you can go for two days. You can go for two months. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, uh, you're going to see beautiful landscapes. You're going to eat. Uh, great, and uh, and you're going to meet lots of, of beautiful people. Uh, so that's definitely a places I would recommend if we have to uh, be concrete and if we have to focus on one one spot in the north of, in the north of Spain. Other places. So I would also I would love to go to uh, uh, to go back to uh, the western side of Ireland. Ireland is is a country where I've been living for one year. 
and and uh, every time I go there, I I, I fall in love again. <laughs> it's it's such a beautiful country, and the western side is probably the the wildest uh, uh, and and the most beautiful. Uh, if you go to the the Connemara, if you go to the Ring of Kerry, uh, in terms of landscapes, it's it's one of the the most beautiful things I've seen. Um, and and then you have that you know uh, sense of hospitality of uh, of our Irish friends uh, and that atmosphere in pubs. It's it's such a, it's such a great uh, great place to be. Uh, and and then the very last place I would recommend. Well, that would be uh, the region of my hometown. Um, so I I originally come from the northeast. Of France, from the region of Verdun, the city of Verdun. Uh, some people might know it for the First World War. Um, so it's it's about one hour from the Belgian border. But the region of Lorraine and the region of Alsace, Alsacia, uh, are, are really, really, really beautiful. Uh, so very rural. Uh, no big cities there, but beautiful towns. Um, Nice, nice uh, way of life. Uh, lots of sites. Also, if you want to, uh, if you're interested in in the battles of the first war of the first world war, that's also uh, that's also something uh, that's also a very interesting region for that. Um, so, and it's not touristy at all. <laughs> really, really, there, there are, I don't know many people who've been there. Uh, and so, you're next to uh, Belgium. Uh, you're next to Germany, uh, so it can be also the, the, the starting point for for uh, to go to to these uh, other countries. Uh, why not do a uh, a beer trip in in Belgium or <laughs> or, or anything else? <laughs> yeah, the um, that region there. Yeah, when you look at it, when you pull it up, I pulled it up there, and you see how close that northern France is to 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 Belgium and Germany, and you know, obviously. The, you you're from there, so there's a lot of mixing of the cultures. I would imagine. Yeah, there is a big mix of culture, uh, and and yes, uh, you know, uh, it's it's interesting that we have a great thing in Europe is that we are. Uh, it's a such such a big concentration of of culture that are so close in uh, geographically, right? Uh, when we have. Uh, people from uh, other parts of the world, other continents like uh, South America or the US, they are always surprised with that. They're like, wow, we've been driving for two hours and and the culture is completely different. <laughs> and people behave completely differently. And sometimes uh, we don't realize how lucky we are to have that, uh, that big concentration of culture in such a small small space, it gives it's it's a uh, it's a very rich thing, and it, it's uh, lots of, uh, of opportunities to discover different cultures. All right, well, yeah, that sounds sensational. Ireland, that's the first time it's come up on the podcast as somebody's dream destination, so that's exciting. It's been okay. a long time; <laughs> it's been like fifteen years since I've been there. So, and I'm living right next door to it here in the UK. So, there's no reason why I shouldn't be able to get over there soon. And you have you have to go; you will love that. All right, Baptiste, I really appreciate you um, taking the time out and you've gotten me excited for my return trip to Seville. And I promise you, it's not going to be 20 years uh, till the next time I get back.
Okay, well, let me know whenever you whenever you're back, uh, so we can have a a few sherry wines. Yes, a few sherry wines, a few fresh beers, and uh, a few snails on the riverside, perhaps. Yeah, this will be fantastic. <laughs> All right, thanks a lot, Baptiste. Thanks for inviting me, Scott.